Hello and welcome back to the Roger Roger podcast. As always, with your hosts, Robbie and Jojo. So if you tuned in to our House of the Dragon episode 4 review uh, earlier this week, then you might have been disappointed to hear that we weren't talking about either the Rings of Power or She-Hulk. And it's because we've decided to give them their own episodes. So we'll start off, as we sort of did in the last episode, talking about the Rings of Power. Uh, we're still very much in the kind of setup phase um, for assuming what's to come. Uh, we've had, we're going to be talking about episodes three and four here, so like a double bill. Uh, Jojo, you mentioned on the last podcast you were struggling to get involved in this franchise more than you would have if House of the Dragon wasn't on. Have you? Has this done any more to warm you up to it at all? Yeah, I think episode four was um, was probably the best out of the bunch, and I'm definitely a bit more on board. But it's just going like quite slowly. But at the same time, if it was going too fast, maybe I wouldn't be able to <laughs> keep a track of what everyone's doing. I still do think I would be way more into this if it wasn't for me enjoying the, the other fantasy show that's out at the moment. And I think had it not been for the podcast, I would maybe have saved the Rings of Power for when the House of the Dragon was finished. A good old fashioned binge. Yes, I think that would be a fun way to con- consume this show because it is so reminiscent of the the Lord of the Rings films you know I feel like when I watch when I rewatch Lord of the Rings it's a marathon I don't just put one on and then leave leave you know <laughs> what you, you do all three films in one day maybe not one day but like I was like if I've got a couple of days off in a row like I could maybe like do it all together like nice. around Christmas time I feel like it's a good time for a binge like that yeah I think I, I think I'm definitely more on board than I was when we were talking last yeah I think episode four I would have I preferred episode three personally, but I like episode four in the sense that it feels like now the wheels are turning a little bit more. You liken it to Lord of the Rings there. I think there's like a sort of fellowship being born of new characters and characters that I was surprised to see. Um, so we were introduced in the third episode to Elendil and Isildur, who are obviously very important at the start of the Lord of the Rings. They are involved heavily in the, the battle at the end of the Second Age uh, with Sauron. Were you aware that uh, like about the timelines in this fantasy world? Because I, I wasn't. I had to. I had to look it up. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really recognise those names. Like obviously, the way it was my husband that pointed out to me. Um, oh, that's you know the king at the start of the Lord of the Rings, who you know has the ring, and so I was like, oh, that's him. But I had no idea what his name was when they called out his name in the show. I wasn't like, oh my God, it's so and so. I was just like. <laughs> another 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 new person oh my god <laughs> so after knowing that i've sort of read uh you know a few reddit posts or whatever about the timeline so it does seem like they're 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 condensing it into a more palatable timeline for the viewers yeah which is which is handy like yeah. I, i'm happy about that but like i definitely it was one of those ones where i was a, a, quite a bit confused i had to look it up because obviously i i wouldn't have remembered the names either but a sealed door was just ringing in the back of my head and then i remembered like the, people call Aragon a Sildur's heir a million times throughout like right. the three films and that's that's when that sort of tweaked and then by looking it up I realised oh Elendil is actually the original king at the start of The Lord of the Rings and Isildur takes over and then gets corrupted so Isildur, Isildur ain't shit so if we're talking about uh, the timelines I think um, the start of The Lord of the Rings or sorry the, the way we're, what we see at the start of The Lord of the Rings when uh, Isildur cuts off Sauron's hand that's the end of the Second Age, and the Second Age, I think, is like up to like 3,000 years, but the time period we're in right now with the age Galadriel is and just after the First Age is supposed to be like 1500 to 1701. 
So they've massively condensed it, massively condensed it. And it's, uh, it's thrown the identity of the stranger up in the air a little bit because Gandalf isn't supposed to be arriving until the Third Age. So with that bombshell of information, do you, <laughs> you're just looking at me like, oh my God. <laughs> you know what I feel? I feel like right now in my head is a little monkey with symbols going... <laughs> So with that bombshell of information, are you do we are you still thinking the stranger might be Gandalf or Sauron Saruman? I think it's going to be Saruman because I think he's too meek for Gandalf, and he's and he's not evil enough to be Sauron. Okay, yeah, I like that. That's actually very good reasoning, and it would throw a little curveball as well if everybody's expecting Gandalf, and also yeah. sticks. To, I'm assuming Saruman came first. I'd have to look that up as well, but that would well, keep. Him- Keep more within yeah, the I mean, I, I'm a very casual Lord of the Rings viewer, so I, I, I truly don't know. I could be saying something that's like, could not be more wrong if I tried, but I don't know. Just, just throwing things out there, see where they land. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Saruman, this was reminding me of part of it, because uh, obviously we're introduced to Adar at the end of the third episode, and then we see him a lot more in the fourth episode. He is Benjen. The, what's it? Benjen. Is that Benjen Stark? Yeah. I knew I recognised him! <laughs> oh! He's looking even worse than last time. <laughs> yes, that's class. What's the actor's name? Joseph Molly. Joseph Molly. Nice, 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 nice. Um, so, hi, Benjamin. Adar is Elvish word for father. So, I managed oh. to find that out. And uh, he did, like, he did look like an elf at the end of the third episode. I was like, that uh, looks like an elf. And obviously we see him. Uh, it, it does look like some kind of elf that's either... This is what I was meaning. This is what I'm trying to link it back to uh, Saruman because I was going to say, mm. Jink, do you think he is under some sort of spell the same way um, the king in the second film was, Two Tucks? Remember when Saruman had his little henchman whispering into the ear of that king and he was all like really ill and fucked looking? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. Uh- <laughs> sure. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I haven't not watched Lord of the Rings in so long. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like anything's up for grabs at this point. I think we're supposed to not be sure about anything. I think we're the the people who we think we're villains are going to be good guys and vice versa. And then there's the people who are just, you know, right in the middle. I think uh, they are doing something interesting with the characters, I think, with that. Like, for example, in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, I was, you know, I think Galadriel was like, was like the coolest, like, character ever. Yeah, she and, was. And in this show, I'm kind of being like, oh, you're just a bit of a knob, to be honest. I agree, right? And I actually thought she was coming round a little bit in the third episode. Yeah. And then the, the fourth sort of reverted back. I was like, oh, is it really? Again? What, what was what, like The third episode had to have one of the worst slow motion scenes I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad. Oh, my God. And because she was so miserable up until this point, then to just get random slow motion of her beaming with joy on the beach, it was really awkward. I was like, what, are, what yeah, is this? Yeah, it was awkward, yeah. It didn't even look like the same actress. No, I know. That's and, a good um, point. But I think it, um, Matt said that, that that was just them showing off their HD cameras. Oh, and they, they haven't stopped. Um, yeah. at, least, at least at the end of the fourth episode, they were doing it when Aaron Deere was saving Theo from the orcs. I, used to, yeah. I, actually, I, I like that scene. Yeah, yeah, I like that scene. So yeah. I was more into it then, like the way he caught the arrow before going into him. I was like, that is something you actually need slow motion for. Not a horse ride on the beach. We might as well talk about Arendir now. Is this still your favourite storyline? 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, I really like Arendir and... Sexy Elf. Sexy Elf. Uh, well, up for debate always is which is the sexiest elf. <laughs> he's still number one at this point. We'll wait for... Wait, there's more coming into the play. <laughs> he, to me, seems the most endearing car- character at the moment because his, his intentions do seem to be very pure. Yes. And I think the episode in his storyline in episode three was really cool. Like you kind of got to see like these battle scenes with him and his his sort of team and uh, see the orcs at their full potential again and that whole sequence was 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 really really well done and you then seeing at the end how there's ends up kind of being no hope anyway mm-hmm. and then again yeah in episode four I was yeah definitely more the most mesmerized by those scenes as well and I think yeah that that storyline is the most interesting to me there's not uh, so much of this like history and lore that you mm. need to understand these scenes I think I would agree with you about the orcs being used to their full potential I think this is um, this is the best orcs we've seen I think I don't know if it's because we're getting like a more close up uh, look at it and they've had a lot of time to obviously prepare based off the responses from the, the films both both sagas um, but I just think I think they're great another thing I think they're doing very well is the fight scenes so we talk about a lot on this podcast about being in it for the politics and the schemes but I think we have to shout out the fight scenes where necessary and I, th- I thought the one in uh, with Arondir and the orcs was very realistic, very entertaining. I've seen some people moaning about the CGI of the warg. Uh, I thought it was alright. What did you think? Yeah, I didn't mind it that much. I think of all the CGI shows at the moment, this is probably, this one's this one's doing fine. Like, I I'm think not, so too. I don't really have complaints. You'd have to be eagle-eyed to moan about this one and I think, we're, I think based on the fact this is a Rings of Power and She-Hulk podcast we'll get onto CGI chat <laughs> a bit later. Um, but uh, again with the fight scenes I also thought Halbrand's um, in Numenor was great when he was uh, he stole the guy's pen off his shoulder and then the, the guys chased him into the alleyway. Uh, I thought yeah. it was like I thought it was like vicious because obviously Lord of the Rings has, has, has got a lot of violence in it a lot of gore and mm. uh, it was sort of feeling a bit too nicey-nicey up until that fight, I think, and then all of a sudden he's breaking wrists. He's, oh, he was doing a bit of damage yeah. there. He was doing a bit of damage, and I thought, oh, look, that's good. It adds a different sort of element into it. So there's, there is the magical stuff and the, like the sort of, sort of nice, sort of gentle stuff with, like, for example, the Heartfoots or the Elven Kingdoms, but then you, you do have the... They do switch it up a little bit when they go to these fights or even the orc scenes, like... For example, when he's chasing Theo, that's two times now we've had like a horror scene where Theo's getting chased. And so I just think that's really effective, uh, really good. And I wanted to bring up Halbrand most of all there. Uh, what do you make of that character? He's given off like massive Aragorn vibes, isn't he? But with a bit more devil in him. Yeah, he's definitely, I think, supposed to reflect Aragorn a bit, but definitely with a darker side. I am intrigued his relationship with Galadriel seems to be very is ever changing it seems um it kind of seems like he sold her out at the end yeah I think so because he's like he's almost free now yeah so I don't really understand their dynamics I don't really understand him I don't really understand her at this point either what do you think about Halbrand I like Halbrand. I think he's going to be corrupted and I think uh, he's going to be I'm, I'm very interested to know that um, the people from the Southlands, some of them actually like stay loyal to Morgoth and I'm assuming will eventually become loyal to Sauron. Obviously, we see that sort of spy at the end uh, with, with Theo in the camp. And I remember uh, when I was rewatching The Return of the King the other day, uh, there's like two people come out of Mordor and they're like humans. 
And I remember I was thinking at the time, I was like, what the fuck are they? And now I'm thinking, oh, these are just Southland loyals. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Halbrand is going to be corrupted. And obviously, this is called the Rings of Power. We will see the rings get made. And we know that 10 kings or something along those lines, maybe it wasn't 10, wear them and they become, is it ghosts, witches, something like that, um, against their will. And I think potentially Halbrand's going to be one of these ones. It would certainly make for an interesting story because he's quite likeable at this point, I think. Not yeah, not as much as Arendir, for example, but I'm still like, I like this guy. I'm rooting for him. I also really liked Elendil. Don't tell me now. Elendil is... Is that his sister? No, no. <laughs> Sorry, that's his... Uh, that You're talking about the guy, their dad. Their dad, yes. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him. He's cool. I think we're all pretty much agreed because they're sort of hinting at it, but I think we're all pretty much agreed Adar is not Sauron. I think it's a bit of a red herring, isn't it? Got to be. You wouldn't just throw him in like that, this early. And I don't think Sauron was an elf. I think that must be canon. <laughs> we're not the ones to answer that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, we're the ones to question it, to be honest. <laughs> are we even the ones to be doing a podcast on this? I don't even know. <laughs> at this point, if you're still listening, um, thank you. <laughs> I would like to think that we are the podcasters for people who are also confused about this series. Or not confused, but, you know, just kind of going along with the, the flow. Like, like a light-hearted view. Yeah, yeah. And the people that are understanding this because they are way more into Lord of the Rings, I hope they are laughing <laughs> along <laughs> with us. <laughs> or, um, you know, maybe we need to get a Lord of the Rings co-host in or something. Sorry, I know we kind of touched on it with that. The the scene with um, Theo getting chased by the orcs. Yes, In yes, episode yes. four. Probably my uh, favourite scene of the episode. Yeah, I was just going to say, what, what did you think of it? Uh, as I said before, that's the time when the slow motion worked. And yeah, it was just nice. It was uh, orcs running through the forest, chasing them is, is sort of like nostalgic a little bit to, to mm. what we, from the films. And like I said before, I think these orcs are hitting it absolutely nail on the head. So... All in all, it was a great chase scene, and leading up to that, I, I was I was a little bit tense watching them sneak through the camp. Like it was a bit bizarre and silly because you surely would have seen them earlier than they did. But you, you can't get hung up on that too much, I think. And yeah, as I say, it worked for me because I, I was tense and I was like, "Oh, he's going to get caught." But then you just knew when he got caught, he was about to get caught. It was uh, yeah. As soon as he smiled to be like, "I yeah, made it," I made oh, yeah, it. you knew he was getting caught. <laughs> You're done. Uh, it seemed like it kind of reminded me of like playing like a Harry Potter game um, and you're sneaking around in the forbidden forest or something like that kind of vibe where you're like okay now you need to get to this bit okay now you need to get to this bit and I'm like kind of moving along that way um, but yeah no I definitely was tense tense yeah um, but I was glad to see our boy Aaron Deer show up save the day interesting they let him go with a full bow and arrow set I get uh... Again, nitpicking, yeah. but at the same time, not smart from you, Adar. I mean, maybe he picked it up from from one of the orcs that he killed. Potentially. Is it hard to be a, a Rings of Power fan with no Lord of the Rings or little Lord of the Rings um, knowledge? Yeah, I understand that, actually, that question. I think it is, by the way. I think, like I said in the last podcast, I think this is set up so you can follow it without knowing your history. There's a few names dropped in that if you do know who they are, it's fine. But I don't, th- like, it's good. But if you don't, it's fine. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. There's enough new meat on the bone, and considering we're sort of starting at the beginning of the story, then it's, it's that's why I think it's okay. You're still angry with Amazon for releasing it now? 
I'm not angry. I think I think they were silly to try and compete with a show that had a bigger reach. When I was looking at reviews and stuff like that, I think people were happier with episode four. I know you're saying episode three was your favorite, but people are really uh, there's a, there's a lot of people not enjoying this show, and I don't think I'm not enjoying it. I'm just enjoying it less, and I am intrigued by it, and I will keep watching it and. Um, it is making me want to rewatch the Lord of the Rings films, and maybe when I do that, I'll be more understanding of things. But uh, it is getting slated by some people, and I don't like. By who? Because um, I don't. I've not seen too heavy criticism. Um, I've listened to some people talk about it on YouTube. I've spoke to some of my friends. Um, one of my friends is loving it. Another one thinks it's pretty boring. And I've got uh, that's Campbell and Ryan. I've got like people on. The, the YouTube videos I've watched, people are quite complimentary of it. Um, I think people are very complimentary of like the visuals, um, and that's something I would have to agree with. Some of the some of the settings and locations, and you can't even tell it's CGI half the time. is absolutely stunning. Yeah, I was I was meaning more like in a in a like a review setting, like so, um, like afterwards if I watch an episode, I'll then go and read some like different reviews on it, um, and I think these people definitely are. Are, they're still positive about it, but they're like, they're de- it's definitely getting slated more than some yeah. other ones. And then I think in my in my day to day life, when I'm talking about it with my friends, uh, I think boring is definitely a word that people have used. And one of my friends, um, she was like, "Oh, I started watching House of the Dragon the other day," and I was like, "Oh, great! What did you think of the first episode?" And she was like, oh, "I was really confused. I didn't realize there were elves in Westeros." <laughs> and I went, "What?" <laughs> There's not, and she was like, "Yeah, the guy with the, the you know, and then the sexy the elves, ears, the sexy elves." <laughs> and I was like, "Did you watch Rings of Power?" <laughs> she went, "Yeah," <laughs> and I was like, "That's not a game of thrones." <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? It was one of the girls at work. Oh, we had a good laugh about it. Um, she's now she's now back on board with both shows. She she, yeah, right. she got it. Um, <laughs> but that's just an example of if you like, you're not a huge fan of either one then and they cut both coming out at the same time like like this, this won't be the only person that this has happened to that's a good point I've never really thought about it from the point of view of the very very casual fan yeah so you're right yeah I'll give you that that was uh, that isn't helpful for them I guess Amazon don't need the money though that's another thing they're just like ah, fuck it get it out well they do after they spent all that money on that <laughs> what did you think of the dwarves storylines these episodes yeah, I like these ones uh, a bit more. Um, they, they said the word Wayne's, so we were asking for... I've got that written down. <laughs> we were asking for some Scots, and we got a little bit. Um, I find it interesting that they weren't involved in the third episode, much like the Heartfoots weren't involved in the fourth. I quite like that. Uh, sort of like a Game of Thrones throwback to the, the earlier seasons. I'm sure there's other shows that do that, by the way. I'm just, we're so focused on this <laughs> stuff at the minute. That's the only thing that's in my mind. But yeah, I liked it, and then I, I sort of was wondering what they were doing. I didn't quite uh, get what they were doing. And it, it seems like, obviously, we've seen in the trailers, the Balrog is going to be in this series. Um, so that's the, you shall not pass, demon thing that they find. Mm-hmm. And apparently you, you access that by digging too deep into the mountain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's obviously where this is going. And I think that's quite exciting. Okay, well, all in all, for the Rings of Power, as I said at the beginning, it's, it's still setting up. But we're, we're here for Aaron Deer every week. Just come on. Yeah, and I want to see Aaron Deer and Bronwyn kiss. Now. Okay. <laughs> now. I demand it. <laughs> okay, so 
If you haven't watched She-Hulk yet, we're going to now be talking about this. So we're going to be covering episodes four and five, uh, back to the life of our favourite Jennifer, Jennifer Walters. So I just want to start by saying, fuck whoever made this show for giving me, and I know this is my fault, but for giving me Sopranos spoilers. Okay, it's taken me over a decade longer than it should have to watch The Sopranos. Yeah, I th- uh, my husband's also just started watching um, The Sopranos. So I'm glad he did not watch this episode with me, cause, or episode four with me, because he would have been very upset by that as well. Um, Shout out to Matt also taking his time watching The Sopranos. I'm with, <laughs> yeah. you, man. I'm with you, man. I really liked Madison. Regardless. Oh, I love Madison, man. And see when there yeah. were like, see when the people online after were posting like we like fake things like Madison like limited series has just been announced at D twenty three. I was like, <laughs> has it? Has it actually? <laughs> but now, where you think? <laughs> right, an iconic line. Uh, doesn't Wong have some bangers as well when he was dancing in his 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 temple? I don't remember the bangers. I'm afraid. Nah, it was a good tune. Can't remember. But what I believe was, but Wong would. I was like dancing as it was on, so I was like, here we go. Here okay. We go. Okay. Okay. I also love the, the fourth wall break of like Wong being referenced as Twitter armor for the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good this show for little bits like that, honestly. Yeah, it's very meta. Mm. Uh, there was something in episode four where Madison says that she browned out instead of blacked out. And I swear that isn't a, it's always sunny in Philadelphia reference where that is just, uh, where Max like you, do, you don't completely black out. But you, you forget lots of parts of your night, so you brown out. I'm sure that originated in It's Always Sunny. What a fucking great spot that is, by the way. So now we have Megan the Stallion and It's Always Sunny being canon in the MCU. What a time <laughs> to be alive, honestly. <laughs> and I really love the... Um, I think there was like a list of like her things to do that week or something like that. And one of them was eat one home-cooked meal this week. <laughs> I was like, I feel that. So relatable. Is, is Jennifer Walters our age? Because so much I'm like, yep. She'll be a few years older, yeah. That was relatable as much as the Tinder was. I know you wouldn't be like, you, you, don't, yeah. you don't have that. But I was just like, ah, oh, feel your pain, Jen. Just like mindless fucking scrolling. That, that's unrealistic. She'd be getting more matches than that, I can guarantee. Most unbelievable part of the show is that uh, nobody would match with fucking Jen Walters. It's a disgrace. But I mean, maybe, they, maybe she just put up pictures of her... As, as Jen form wearing the Hulk suit because <laughs> that is just funny. Yeah. If you saw, okay, so if you were on Tinder and you saw She-Hulk's profile come up, would you swipe right? Well, obviously, I. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'd probably be like that third guy. I, was like, I loved your fight in the court. <laughs> You're like fanboy. Yeah, and then she'd turn back to Jennifer Waters. I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Now it's a date rather than a autograph signing. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the bit that stung the most was like when she was in her... The morning after. Yeah, that was, was so her. harsh. That was so harsh. And then again to drag it through in the courtroom in episode five. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, really bad. I think that was like a perfect example of like that sort of thing where, the, where you know, he was like on paper a great guy. He was too good though, wasn't he? Still a bit of a dick. You're just, <laughs> all of you is. <laughs> You're all just. <laughs> Hands up. But they were playing into him being perfect too much. I was like, no, this guy's a dick. Yeah. I really did not vibe with the influencer storyline in episode five. Um, I get that it's because they're in LA and it is something that is pertinent in life nowadays. But I I don't know. I find any influencer storyline like that really cringy. Yeah. I, I just thought it was plain boring. I think that was the worst episode yeah. of the five so far. Not that it was, not that I didn't enjoy myself. I laughed a few times, but yeah, I wasn't feeling it either, to be fair. And the CGI is just fucking awful. Yeah, it's not getting better, is it? It's really not getting better, no. 
like she just, it just looks so daft like see when she's next to the lawyer that helped her and I was like this just looks bizarre one of the funniest things was when they were reading out her Tinder profile and she'd written uh, just looking for a sturdy back in king size bed JK 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 that's what I was saying that I was loving it um, JK, but I get I'm going to use that JK 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 uh, but I guess Daredevil is the sort of big part of the episode. Oh, that was his helmet at the end, wasn't it? So Daredevil episode six. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Don't forget whose show it is, though. Yeah, don't forget whose show it is. That's all from us with regards to She-Hulk and the Rings of Power. So we're going to keep this format for the immediate future, whereas Rings of Power and She-Hulk will have its own episode and the House of Dragon will have its own episode. Once again, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>